नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाषिकृत वंदे भगवंतरो गुरुरात्मेति मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमवत्तेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम So we have been seeing the different methods in which Yama was teaching Nachiketa as an answer to his third bone wear. He asked that he asked the question. I have heard that after death something is there, and some other people say there is nothing. You are the one Lord of Death. so nobody else better than you can explain what is that i that is my third wish which i want you to fulfill me and then yama has been extremely happy with the nachiketa teaching him the methodology of you know self introspection in in the beginning of the last valli he mentioned about how the swayambhu or the when the creation took place the sense organs were placed outwardly looking in each one of us and the one who like you nachiketa who had the intention for the mortality go beyond the death birth and death cycle he looked inward and he avrutha chakshu looking inward by the desire for immortality he achieved pratyagatmana he knew who he is in reality and then when he knew reality he understood what is that what is that atma which is being told by the scriptures in the toward the end of the last valli yamaha said angushta matra purushah jyotihi iva adhumak so even though as a controller residing in the body where the senses are looking outward it is that like a fire smokeless fire like a knowledge fire of fire in the form of knowledge or awareness is the one who is controlling that as in ishana ishana means controller bhuta bhavyasya for the past and the future also adhyaha shwaha even today and tomorrow so the entire time is under his control he is the one who is controlling the time so for him there is no birth or death he is indirectly he was telling that so to make the explanation clearer to nachiketa as a good teacher will always do he is now getting into the details of that there is a famous rule in the mimamsa and other shastra that sangatam parartatvat that means the assemblage of something is always for not the individual items of the assembly but of some for somebody else for example if the car is assembled it is for somebody else to drive in the car or enjoy the movement using the car 
or somebody is building a house with different materials, it is for somebody else to occupy. Same way, our body also is made of the panchatattvas. And therefore, there is an ishana, there is a controller who is in the body, who is taking control of the situation of the body. To explain that, he is using the uh, first four verses of this valley, next valley which is starting. Purusham ekadhashat dwaram ajasya avatraketasaha anushtaya na shochati vimuktaha cha vimuchyate etadvaitat. This indeed is that what Purusha ekadhashat dwaram ajasya. Now ekadhashat dwaram means 11 orifices or the you know, entry exit points of a city. Now, this is being referred to the body. We have got seven orifices for our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, in the head. Then we have, uh, you know, uh, the excretory two of them. And then the 11th and 12th are in this one, which has not been mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita says, Navadwaray Pure. But here it is that Ekadesha means Lavan, which includes the navel button and the Sahasrata, that is that the, on the tip of the head, where the, as per the yogic method, the prana leaves the body. So including all that, 11 entrances, Ajasya is Aja, that light which is there as a controller of Buddha, Bhavya, Bhavya, all those things, is an Aja. Aja means one who has no birth or death. He is the, the he is the one occupier in the Egadasha Dwaram Puram, the city of 11 entrances. Avatra Chetasaha, he is an intellect which doesn't get, or is that knowledge which is not getting deviated from that. Here it is again indicating that that light which is not getting, you know, flickering at all. It is always continuously in the same illuminancy. And Anushtaya following that or meditating on that, just Jyotihi, Andar Jyotihi. Vimuktaha na shochati. The one who gets freed from the limitations of the 11 whole body, 11 entire city. Ta vimuchyate, he also gets released. Now there is, there is two words which are the same meaning. Vimuktaha vimuchyate. Here Vimuktaha is, is saying that while in the body, he gets freed by the limitations of the body by meditating or being associated with who he is, that Ajam Avatra Chetsam Purusham inside. And Vimuktyate in the second Vimuchyate, Vimuktaha is indicating the one who resides while the body is in functioning. And when the body is being dropped, 
because he is not associating himself with the limitations of the body because he is identifying himself to be the andar jyoti the atma who is the resider of this body and that awareness is what i am when you are associating with that and you are no more associated with the uh, functioning and the limitations of the body is that such a person is called a jivan mukta while living he becomes a free to live and at that time he na shochati because when he identified himself as the atma the limitations of the body the restrictions and the pain pleasure everything which is happening on the body or through the body he is a witness to it he is no more affected by that so therefore he is not shochati means he doesn't grieve over the things which is happening to the body and jab vimuchyate the same in atma vimuchyate get released also from the limitations of the 11 entrant body lagga the city of or the body of 11 holes etadvaitavda this indeed is that this is the one which you asked me as the third bone what happens when a, when a person dies this is what happens to, when to when a person dies the atma when he is that whether he is a jivan mukta or not a jivan mukta the the when after the body finished its duty of functioning the atma leaves the body and goes whereas it, i mean in the sense that it from the point of view of the body limitation of the body it goes but it doesn't really travel anywhere apanivado javanau grihida pasyatta chakshuscha shrunotyagarna ida shweta sarudopanishad he is the one who has no legs no hands no sarvagadam sushmam so where is he going it is not going the body functionality stops now this example is used by the bhagavad gita saying where he says krishna says vasansi jirnani yada vihaya that man that gita slokam he says like a man changing his worn out clothes this jiva jiat takes up from when an old body is dropped and he takes up a new body and incidentally this mantra of katopanishad is the one which is mostly used by the all the subsequent puranas and everywhere to describe the the concept of birth and rebirth karma dharma karma philosophy etc because on based on rebirth only the other philosophies are brought up so for that then the pramana or the authenticity is coming from these four mantras which are coming down so it shows that there is a process of body being dropped and another body being taken but what is body is being taken or not or is the body appearing in that awareness and if for whom the karma is happening or for the whom the afflictions 
what is that all those things are coming in the next few verses which we will see that but to show that the ajaha avakstra chetasa the atma what is there inside vimuktaha vimuchide when he said that there can be a doubt in the mind of nachiketas or for all of us that there is a limitation which the body brings it and he gets freed from the body so mukti is actually leaving the body is a mukti that feeling can come to into our mind and our thought process thinking that you know when the when the matter is not clear the normally that what happens is that we go think in the wrong direction to to ward off or to stop us from thinking that yama gives the the beautiful mantra actually exactly he is quoting rigveda mantra in the rigveda samhita this mantra is appearing it has been virtually lifted from the rigveda samhita and put it here ham shat vasuhu antarikshat hoda vedishat aditi duronasat mrushatat varasat ritasat vyomasat abja gocha ritaja adrija ritam brahut so you can see that this is not the typical upanishad mantra type of a thing it is indirectly it is it is in fact exactly a rik in the rigveda which rigveda samhita which is called, which is taken here to show nachiketa that what yama saying is not of his own you know kapola kalpitam his own mental creation or his own ideas he is saying to for him also even a teacher of the stature of yama <clears throat> he refers to rigveda to tell that what i am saying is not mine it is also told in the rigveda is what i am going to tell you and what is he saying that brahm rutam this brahat the brahma which i am talking about the infinite reality shuchishat hamsaha like a bright sun dwells in the heavens that means it is that knowl the brightness of the knowledge or the that one which enlightens everything that means the awareness in which everything is uh, existing heaven here doesn't mean the heaven outside there here the heaven means everything which is included in that in the ambit of the brightness of knowledge antariksha sat vasu vasu means the change in climate or the air you can also take antariksha sat just as in the space air is moving or how the, the occupation of air in the space is to show that even if it is the subtlest of the subtle we cannot even see how it is occupying the space that is like andariksha sat vasu sat means like one which moves or sarati in this one shadra is a is the root from which it is coming so he has said it is bright like the sun like a sun he is also saying it is subtle like air in the space vedashit hota like the hotra or the one who is doing the yatnyas which who has the entire knowledge of the vedas hota 
he is the one and in the yatnyas how does a yatnya a hota chants or is able to tell all the mantras which is talking of including brahman and atma and the whole creation everything he has the entire knowledge of the vedas like that here also he is saying that from the total awareness even to the individual level awareness the knowledge on the individuals also it is his own he own that brahmrahat brahma durona sat atiti durona sat duronon is actually a measure or a limited place or a measure you can say that atiti one without an appointment who comes to a place or into a dwelling is called an atiti guest mean in english we say the guest guest is unannounced guest not the one who takes an appointment and comes now atiti is considered to be an auspicious person who brings in all the auspiciousness to a house where he is visiting because like the blessings which comes unasked a atiti comes unasked so in the culture indian culture we have this respect for the guest aditi devo bhava so in the drona sat in a dwelling how does a guest come it is how this knowledge comes that means you do not know when you get the knowledge it comes with the grace of god we say we said it is in the one of the previous mantras it is this knowledge which comes like a guest we don't know when it happens but it will it is there it it can come any time nrshad in the nr means in the nara nara from the word nara when it comes nrshad in the men varasad vara here means is superior to nr vara means here it is referring to the gods or the celestial powers even in the human beings and even in the celestial beings the one which is with, with which they exist or they are known to all of us is the same brahat brahma rudasat in the yagnas rudyagnya here it is referring to yeah? vyomasat like how it is in the space it is spread sarvagatah abjah abjah up means water like all the things which are sustained by water goja what is sustained on the surface of the earth rudaja which is with which there are two meanings to that one is the yatnya what is used for yatnya rutam means also the sat or the satyam rutam satyam means the truth the truth becomes truth because of that which is that even though when we said in the trajitri upanishad satyam jnanam anandam brahma the the satyam is referred to as an indicative measure or a lakshana vyaptya or a, is a indicating towards what is the satchidananda or the brahman so here he is saying rutaja it is born out of truth means it is the one with with the truth is given birth to that knowledge so it is truth in nature by by the chain adrija means it is normally the adrija means it's the, what is coming from the mountains that means from the it is the truth which comes so there is no place he is referring to that situation 
where there is no nook and corner which human mind can consume or understand where it is not filled with even though for the practical purpose it was told that it is residing in the 11 whole body or the ekasa dwarapuram the it is limited to the body as angushta matra purusha by even the size of a thumb and as a lamp without smoke but he is not limited to the body he is there from the heavens to the the smallest one where is the as a space air in the space how it is spread so this is the range in which it is there so how does it get vimukta and vimujya what the what is that liberation means the liberation is by only by way of not physicality it is by way of knowing when you know that you are the king in your dream you slept you 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 might have felt that you are a beggar but when you woke up when you know that you are a king you know the whole whole kingdom belongs to you that type of a feeling you know when you know that you are that true knowledge satyam jnanam anandam brahma atma ayam atma brahma that knowledge when it happens where can there be a limitation while living you are a jivan mukta the even when your body is left the body is is discarded in yourself the body is not separate from you it is the soft functioning that's all but in that awareness the body doesn't have a separate entity existence other than your own that existence of the knowledge in which it is it wait appeared to make the things further clear he says urdvam pranam unnayati apanam pratyak avasyati madhye vamanam asinam vishve deva upasate next mantra unnayati pranam now we know that all of us are surviving because we take breath inward and outward exhale in in inhale and exhale so pranam unnayati that means inhaling of the prana urdham means when you are when it is from the nostril point of view when you say when you are lift when you are pulling your air inside then asyati apanam pratyak then separating that what you have taken inside you are also throwing it outside asyati mean pushes it outside apanam pratyak now vishve deva all the organs this these are all the things which is and talking about the body so you have the breathing inside breathing outside you have got all the organs including the five sense organs and karmendriya sense organs all the organs put together vishve deva madhye asinam vamanam upasate and controlling all of them sitting as if seated from inside and he is upasade he is being meditated upon and controlling he or the he is a controller ishanaha he is the one who is controlling the sense organs of knowledge he is the one who is controlling the sense of organs of action he is the one who is uh, making you breathe and exhale he is the one who makes your heart beat he is the one makes you think everything which in the body is happening because because of the presence of the atma inside
or presence of Atma as a Chetana. Now this aspect is one thing which I think there is another famous Nyaya uh, in this thing Sat-tattve sat-sattvam tatavave tadavava Tena tasya karana If it is there, it happens. If it is not there, it doesn't happen. Therefore, it is the cause for the happening. This is the English translation of that Sanskrit word which I told you. That means when the Atma is present in the body, all the functions of the body happens. When Atma is not present in, is not, is, is not inactivate more in the body, the body is supposed, is appears to have dead. So, tat sattve tat sattvam tad abhave tad tena tasya karanam. Therefore, the life in the body is appeared to be there and not appear to be there when the Atma is functioning through the body. So we immediately think about the previous example which we discussed. No? Atmanam ritinam vidhi, shariram ritame vacha, buddhim tu saradim vidhi. So that chariot can go only if the Atma is sitting there as a rider of the chariot. Even the charioteer cannot take the chariot without the, the ejmana or the owner of the chariot sitting inside the chariot. Same way here. The prana, apana, vishwadeva, all depends upon the madhya, asina, vamanam. Vamanam is either, you can consider as the, the small one who is sitting inside. Because Angushtamatra Purusha is what the way in which it was explained earlier. So, to make things, before concluding that to Najiketa, Yama says, Asya visram samanasya sharirastasya dehinaha. Dehad vimuchya manasya kimatra parishishyate etad vaitata. Asya visram samanasya sharirastasya dehinaha. Dehad vimuchya manasya kimatra parishishyate. Asya dehinaha. Here the Dehin is Shetraknya or the Atma Vichin. This is this embodied one. Sharirasta Sta means placed. Sharirasta means one that is placed inside the body. Tasya Sharirastasya. Visramsamanasya, the one which is getting detached from it also. From the Dehat. From the Dehat. Vimuchya Manasya. The one which gets freed from the body. Kimatra Parishishyade. What can remain there? Now we saw that, that Rigveda Mandra says that he is everywhere. He is the one who is filling everything in which friend. So Yama is saying that the appearance that it is a Atma residing in the body, Sharirastaha, Vishramsamanasya, one the one who feels like he is a Jivan Mukta, or Vimuchya Manasya after Videha Muktaha, without the body with Muktaha. Kimatra Parishishade, what can there be not included or excluded from that? You know, what can be remaining there? Which is very, very esoterical in its meaning, the sense that these appearances of the deha, the mukti, moksha, 
all those things are in relation with the body not relation with the atma atma ha nityas nitya muktaha it is always free it was never under bondage because what can bind it because there is nothing other than that from the heavens to the space to the earthly bodies or the water bodies or the heavens stars sun moon everything is is that in in that everything is appearing so how can we say it is the dehin residing in the body sharirastha which is the with the body because sankadam parartatva the, the the back the body so that atma can reside in it all these things are how can i explain to you kimatra parishishade what can there be something as remaining when it is everything etad vaitad this is what exactly is what that so when you said then no something is living in the body it is because of not knowing the knowledge people say that atma is there after death or nothing remains after death both the statements are of no use because there is no body even other than that there even the appearance of the body is in within that so how can it go somewhere how can it come from somewhere where do something go which is everywhere how can space come inside or go outside it is all because of ignorance and adhyasa or the limitation of thinking it is how this is happening this is verily that this one chiketa you should understand this is how it is being i there are words which are limited because of explanation we cannot be used so in examples only emma is talking about then to explain that further he said na pranena na apanena martyo jeevati kaschana itarena tu jeevandi yasmin etau upasrita na pranena not by the prana which he one who inhales na apanena nor by the one which is which is exhaling that kaschana martya jeevati some human beings lives jeevati or he is living to itarena jeevanti yasmin but by the other they live which etau upasita depending upon to these two it's 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 totally confusing the statement if you look at it from as neither by prana nor by apana does my mortal live but they live because something else upon which these two depend upon now we know that when prana and apana goes when the breathing stop the body is dying but here rema is saying that you know it is neither by the prana nor by the apana the martya jeevati but both of them are depending upon something that is that is the reason why the body is alive now it makes sense when it is said that even the prana and apana can function only if atma is in the body through function for the body to function therefore etau upasita they everything depends upon the atma so this again goes back to where he want to tell talk about that what happens to the body when he body is body is dropped so he he is also bringing that one aspect if you look at it 
there is no birth and death na jayate namriyate va kadachi then other side he says he is everything from the skies to the even the subtlest of subtlest of the space it is that when when this is the situation then how can some go or come but at the same time for the people who are not knowing this there is apparently there is a movement or there is a transmigration or birth and death which is happening to explain that he is saying that hanta hanta te idam pravikshami guhyam brahma sanatanam yadacha maranam prapya atma bhavati gautama he gautama hanta idam pravikshami guhyam brahma sanatanam i am going to now tell you the absolute of the oldest secret which anybody has ever known yatha maranam prapyate atma brahma avagachati is bhavati now this is the eternal secret of brahman i am going to say hanta gautama he gautama te means to be to you idam pravikshami here i am going to tell you brahma guhyam sanadanam the eternal secret of what is brahman yatha maranam prapya just as when the death is approached atma bhavati the body becomes the atma the body which from birth the atma it from atma the body appeared the body goes back to atma from birth the awareness of the body was there when the body is no more seen where does the the body becomes awareness we are thinking we are the body but body also is in atma so just as the wave when it dies it goes back to the ocean this body which has come from the panchabhudas which in turn has come from the brahman atman so brahma atma eva bhavati so it becomes into it goes back to the same the bubble goes back to the space the water the the wave goes back to the ocean the ornaments goes back to the gold the mud spot goes back to the mud same way the body bhavati atma bhavati that the whole thing back goes back to that source from which it has come now next shloka is that yoni manye prabadhyande sharirattvaya dehinaha stanu manye anusamjyanti yada kramam yada shrutam here he is bringing the karma aspect of why that feeling for some people why dehu dev people who do not know what is atman for them what happens some jeevans sanye dehinaha not the vimukta dehinaha anye dehinaha the one who has not understood the atman prabadhyante yonim sharirattvaya they enter the womb for taking bodies in different different bodies animal human being that supposed to be 84 840000 or some 84 lakhs of birth we take place before getting a human body is all in the puranas so let us not look into that 
ಶೇರ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ರಪಂಚಂದೇ ಯೋನಿಂ ಶರೀರತ್ವಾಯ ಅನ್ಯೇ ಅನುಸಂಸಂದಿ ಅಸ್ಯೂಮಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಅದರ್ ಬಾಡೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಒನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ವಿಚ್ ಇಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಲೈಸ್ ಸ್ಥಾಣಂ ಯತ್ ಭವತಿ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ಪ್ಲಾಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆನಿಮಲ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅದರ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ದೇ ಸಮ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ಥಿಂಕ್ ದ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ನಾಟ್ ದ ಆತ್ಮ ದೇ ಥಿಂಕ್ ದೇ ಆರ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ದೇ ಫೀಲ್ ದಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ರೆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಹಿಯರ್ the same principle is explained in the chandogya upanishad what have what in the chandogya upanishad what it says is that after the death the subtle body covering the pra, atma the prana mana with the memories of the or the vasanas travels if you are done good deeds you go to the northern hemis uttarayana those who are not done not good deeds they go to the dakshinayana or chandradhi marga archiradhi marga there is the path of light and the path of darkness which is nsn and chede punya martilogam vishandi when you finish when if you have gone through the light marga you may go to the maximum but to the hiranyagarbha the creator who creates but even the creator after a kalpa it goes back merges back into the seed again and comes back again whatever may be the explanations given the shastras but those who are going into the chandradhi marga or to the dark side of the thing they come back in the form of rain then they get absorbed by the trees and the animals and when human beings and animals consume that each other through that the progeny take birth again this is the way in which it has been you know poetically explained in the chandogya upanishad to refer to that here he is saying anye dekhina prabandhyandi asmin jeevatvaya anye anusansandi sanu now some people take the bodies of moving creatures like animals and fish bird and everything some becomes immovable bodies like trees and stone etc etc now how does it happen yada karma yada shrutam depending upon what karma one is done they take the body or what the shrutam means what is the shastra shastra dictated or the as per the scriptures what they have done they have a better life those who have done just kami karmas they have a you know enjoyment they become sensual objects or with bodies with for sensual objects this is to just support that karma theory where you know when you have the kami karmas you go and take up bodies which are for enjoying that kami karma because karma has to give every action has to give its result same way if you are doing a shastra the as per the instructions of the shastra if you are doing then sargaloka prapti and hiranyagarbha prapti and all is what is being this is anye dehinha those people who do not know atma for them this is the experience but the one who knows atma sa atma bhavati brahma so he becomes one with the brahma with brahmaiva bhavati atma with amatmaiva bhavati he becomes one with the with the totality he knows that there is no birth and death for him for such a person there is no uh, coming back or there is na, na there is no birth again so he vimuchyate so he becomes totally free once for all now he is concluding this aspect of uh, what happens to the birth and uh, 
ಅಮೃತಿ even things which is not possible in the waking he cons- he creates for himself in the dream and enjoys it tadeva that indeed is that one the one which is supporting that body in which it, all these things are happening both the jagrat and supti and when in the sushupta issue one the one who dreams he is divided of all those things he is neither having karma karma nor for that you know the dream or the world of dream and the waking are not there he goes into supteshu and such a person tad amrutam adeva brahma uchyate that state in which the deep sleep where he is not identified with the body no demands no dreams no desire nothing that he is in one with himself he is the atma he is the brahma uchyate tadeva brahma uchyate now this same thing is explained in the chandogya upanishad sadi sambadhya na viduhu sadi sambadhyamahe sat sadi sambadhya having become one with the sat or the truth the atman the brahman na sat the jiva is not becoming aware that he has become one with the reality or the truth naviduhu he is not knowing that he is he is he is in a pristine state or he is without the body consciousness or the identity of the individual ego also is not there that is tat eva brahma uchyate that is called the brahma etadvaitate sarve lokaha asmin srite the whole world is in it tad u na kashchana atyadi nothing can exceed from that because in that state of pristine state when we are abandoning everything including the name form world experiences nothing is existing we are in pure awareness 
nothing exceeds that because all these things which came from that has subsided in it just like a, a fountain which has bringing bringing all the showers when the power stops all the shower goes back and the water is back into the sum something similar to that all the projections of the world the individuality the body the experience the desires the anger love crush everything which has come out from the deep sleep of that awareness of brahma when it goes back to the deep sleep brahma that atma that awareness he pulls back pulls back everything into himself that because the all that which came out from as body multiple the world outside and experiences are nothing but that awareness only so when he pulls out the awareness the existence of things objects cannot have independent existence without the awareness so that all merges back into the deep sea this is brahma they say in is the world is creator out of that and the appearance of the world is created from that because of the awareness and when it awareness goes back into that etadvaita that becomes the brahma and that is the truth this is a very important aspect when 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 you have to understand that the world is a creation from that true awareness not don't identify that it is that the sleeping person is creating no even the sleeping person is an awareness in that awareness of existence etadvaita that brahma because the moment you say sleeping person he is identified with the body but even the body awareness is not there so what happened even the sleeping person that i mean for in the third party this man is sleeping or look from your own experience of your deep sleep where were you where can we say where we were in our deep sleep if we did not know our body we did not know anything about the world outside nothing existed but we cannot deny our own existence our own awareness we existed it is a state of not not a not it is not a state of nothingness it is a state of everything has merged in that and from when we wake up everything comes up our memories comes up our data bank comes up of the memories and then we have the sense organs of sensing the object then the mind comes up and the the name form or experiences everything comes up from where does it come from all these things come from that awareness from where it is including the body which is of 11 holes and that angusta matra purusha it's also a notion in the waking about the reality but in the reality absolute reality point of view there is only that oneness na dudiyam asti where he said tat nu na kashtana atyedi nothing can exceed that because that is everywhere or that is everything into which everything goes back from which everything comes out etadvaitad this is the truth o gautama o nachiketa we'll stop here we'll continue the next remaining the next plus o purnamada purnamidam पूर्णमुदच्य पूर्ण से पूर्णमादा 
ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ವೆರಿ ಮಚ್ ಅರ್ಬಿಂದೋಜಿ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ರಿಯಲಿ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಪೆನಟ್ರೇಟಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲನೇಷನ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ದ ಕಟೋಪನಿಷದ್ actually the panchamavalli as you referred uh, uh, it has given uh, an a chance for uh, different interpretations different viewpoints because uh, upanishads puts it like that the very upanishad the first mantra will uh, start with the city of 11 gates the body which has 11 gates seven is the head and the navel another two lower ones and one at the top the city of unborn undimmed intelligence that is the atman is of 11 gates having meditated upon him one grieves no more and being liberated from all bonds of ignorance one becomes free uh from the trammels of birth and death this is verily that this is the explanation given by yamaha in the first mantra in second mantra he clarifies he states he is the sun dwelling in the heavens or the air dwelling in the sky or the fire existing on the altar the guest in the sacrifice in the sky he is born in water born on earth born in sacrifice born on mountains he is true and he is great he is the great that's how yamaha uh, puts it the third mantra as arbindo ji explained he sends a prana the upward and throws the apana downward all the gods worship that adorable one seated in the middle actually this is very very important uh, the mantra here they do talk about the prana and apana uh, in indian ancient indian philosophers uh they do talk about the whole physical functions of the body uh, the very five principal kinds of vital energies known as prana apana samana udana and vana here what is important is he sends the prana upward and throws the apana downwards all the gods worship that adorable one seated in the middle here yamaha when he tells about this prana apana samana and udana he he refers only to all these are uh, simply so many aspects of the only one vital energy 
which is nothing but an expression of the cosmic force, what we called a Mukhya Prana. The chief dynamic principle of the existence manifesting both through the animate and inanimate. Here Yamaha refers only to the two. In, in the next mantra, what remains here of that owner of the body, of him who dwells in it, when separated and freed from the body after a death, that is verily that. Here uh, the Yamaha, in the next mantra, he clarifies, because most of the people we think that it's our prana is the essence. He tells that no mortal ever lives by prana or apana, but they live by something different on whom these two are dependent. Here he gives the clarity that this is not just a prana or apana. Here prana or apana mentioned to imply uh, to imply the pranas and other senses also here. Put together we can just take that. And Yamaha tells, now I shall tell again, O Gautama, the mysterious eternal Brahman, but also what happens to the self after meeting the death. In the seventh mantra, the Aurobindoji clarified it in a beautiful way. Some souls, some souls enter the womb to have the body, other goes to the plants, just according to their karma or work and according to their the knowledge. This is very, very vital and important, the mantra. And in the last eighth mantra, the Purusha, who remains awake, shaping all sorts of objects of desires, even while we sleep, verily that is pure, the Brahman, and that is also called immortal. In that rest all the words and none can transcend that. This is verily that. This is the gist of 8th mantra. Now the forum is open to the question answer sessions. Anybody who is interested can add their views and ask questions. Arvindaji will answer for the same. And after completion of the question answer sessions on this Upanishad, we will close this room and reopen for a general discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jadavati. Raji, I request you to open that hand raising option, sir. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. It has been opened and uh, I'm inviting uh, everyone. Namaste, Girish. Namaste, Arvindji. Namaste, Srinivas. Hey, Namaste, Arvindji. So, uh, yeah, I unfortunately missed today's session. I joined very late, so. You're not keeping well or what? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Little uh, thing under the weather. 
So oh. I, just, I was just, I took some medicine and slept. I just now woke up. Oh, you know, she's taking care of the health. Yeah. Namaste, open up the discussion just with a quick question. Yes, Girish. Uh, from the scriptures, what holds the Atma or binds the Atma to the body? If at all it does. Atma is never bound by anything. No, what I mean is, uh, in one of the shlokas, what Yama was explaining as to how the Atma is in the body. Ah, so that is holds, what holds what, it there? What keeps it there? This is why it is very... There are two conflicting verses you would have seen that. When he, and he said that from the heavens to the space, everything is that. So the body which comes up is in that only. And when we have the experience of the body for explaining that aspect of the experiences of the body to the person who thinks the body is real, to him the explanation is given that Atma is like embodied in the body, in this in the body this thing. And then for when you are in the body, then you also need a freedom from the body. Therefore, there is mukti. But from the point of view of Atma, it was never inside the body. Therefore, it never wanted the mukti also. But people who do not know the, what is there, then they identify with the body. For them, the, that Atma is considered to be a body in the state. And they think that pranapana, when it happens, then only the body is surviving. When the pranapana goes, the atma goes along with the pranapana. Because atma is, they think that the atma is the one which is controlling the pranapana. So when the pranapana stops here, the atma also goes along with that, is what, uh, uh, what they think about it. Yes. That is, <clears throat> that is clear. That is not the pranapana that is, uh, um, that's the doer but if you look at it from a slightly broader um, not broader maybe um, Atma for instance is the one that regulates breath for example but it does so in a body in that sense I'm asking you know, how is it that Atma is operating in a body if, even though it's not in a, in a true sense embodied so, is it the same Atma that's um, regulating breath, breathing in all the bodies, or all the beings in, uh, in, on the planet, for example? So, in that sense was my question. I'll give you a crude example. It may not be exactly the same, but for the purpose of example, I'll tell you. When a, when a boat is being rowed to cross across the river, we all think that the boatman is the one who is rowing the boat and taking it across. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But is it actually the boatman who is rowing and taking us across? Or is the water which is taking us across? <laughs> well, that's a tricky question. But um, 
at least is the intent of the boatman to take the boat across try right. but but the, the the boatman is not able to do anything without you know the water his motion is completely depending upon the water no so the pranapana is supposed to be maintaining the body but the pranapana has no independent existence without the atma and atma is not just restricted to the body that from my point of view the atma is not a localized entity to be controlling the no pranapana those who look from the body point of view they will identify it is as a is giving keeping the life going on but the life is not pranapana or the body the life is even when the body is functioning also life is there when the body is dead also functioning the life is there the atma form of life but the, the but the moment of the body may stop yes yeah that's what also from the point of view you should understand that it is just like when the wind is there the windmill will rotate when the wind is not rotating the wind wind is stationary that doesn't mean it is still not wind is not there only thing is the moment of the wind is not there isn't it yeah we have to use such examples to elaborate that it is in it is in air that the windmill is existing when where air moves the windmill rotates when the air doesn't move the windmill doesn't rotate that doesn't mean it is not touching air or it, air is not touching the blades in in all the time it is in air only that blade is existing when it is rotating or not rotating so then how and why would uh, atma or life uh, stop animating a particular piece of body yeah see when what happens when you when what happened to the body and the waking and dream and deep sleep each one is a body of its own and when you associate with the waking you call it as a waking body that waking body's breathing and desires movement everything is different it has stopped when you are in dream there is a totally a different body different experience a different world and different activity altogether same way when these two things are not there the, that doesn't mean that the awareness which was there in the waking awareness which is there in the dream is the one which is dying no it is the activity of that which stops of the waking and the dream yes yes but uh, my question was when the body finally drops even then why... that atma it is it is dropping inside atma only no yes that yes, awareness yes. only yes only thing is say, that... yes whether we say it's dropping inside atma or whether we say atma is actually leaving the body and going either way it's it's just a point of view right but uh, it, the event is an event and my question was uh, when and how did that decision happen what made the atma whether it whether it's embodied in the body or whether it's, uh, it's it was never in the body regardless of that what took that decision and how did that come about 
ഇറ്റ്സ്റ്റ്രാസ്ട്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്റ്രീസ്റ്
but that's precisely why i'm asking this question it's it's not no, the wake up that goes into the dream or into the deep sleep those are three different same. states that are arising and subsiding in something so when it is not real when it is not real does it matter well <laughs> all right so we'll leave it at that yeah it is an appearance yes. it is an appearance or an experience of a temporary phenomena of knowledge awareness but the moment we call it as a reality of independent existence apart from our own awareness then then the problem comes who takes the decision who is experiencing who is the one who is dying who is the one who is there but shift yourself to the awareness in which it is happening that witness which is knowing the waking the witness which is knowing your uh, your uh, what you call a dream your witness which is knowing your body is in deep sleep in from that point of the witness of the point these are all just appearances which are there it has no independent reality unless that witness is there yes yes that's true but the question was not so much about who is experiencing or who is dying it was a bit more generic in the sense of at what point even though this question is being asked from the point of view of the time that is that is uh, being experienced yeah, so to speak because that is you are asking that question from the from the standing in the reality thinking the waking is a reality no yeah no yeah. no not the reality waking is as much real or unreal as the dream state is or as yeah, the when it phase. when it is unreal why why what where does the question have a log, i mean what do you call that logic in no it? i think maybe the question was not clear regardless of the waking dream and the deep sleep at some point in time all the three are no more recycling themselves that's what we call the death of the body no it 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 is always happening you are identifying the body therefore you say your body is that it is you who is there in all the bodies which are seeing here and around the plant the tree the animal it anything the next body the coming body the future body the past body everything was you that awareness All right. So I think we will leave it at this. Thank you. Arvind so, one question. Uh, sorry Ganeshi. Like in the in the same seventh mantra Arvind ji when it says yada karma yada shrutam. Hmm. So this yada karma yada shrutam does it only apply to vedic vedokta karmas and uh, uh, the shrutam part is only what a person understood from the vedas or if a person doesn't uh, take for example any uh, uh, he doesn't have any vedic understanding or he did not perform vedic karmas still it would apply how to look at this yada karma yada shrutam see yada karma yada shrutam is from the point of view people who think that there is birth and death not from the absolute point of view so in the point of yadakshudam yadakarmam the kar- kamya kamya yoni you one will get when the karma based on kamya karmas will happen when the nishidya karmas are being done he will get a pava yoni but if he does by the shastra by saying vidhi vidhi karmas as per the instructed by the shastra he goes through the uh, agnirardhi marga he goes to the realms of better world as per the you know shastra 
but that is only if you if you think you are not you are the body not from the point of view that awareness which is in which the body is appearing so basically if it is any karma which are not vedokta karmas it will be it will be as if they are doing nishiddha karma or something like that any any kamya karma becomes nishiddha karma no yeah yeah so yeah got it so it's very interesting because it is uh, this birth and rebirth thing keeps coming as a theme in the upanishad but nice yeah thanks arvind ji arvind ji i just wanted one clarification namaste ganesh ji namaste uh, namaste uh, uh, as per your uh, uh, explanations what i could uh, a little understood i mean understand is that uh, there are two points of view clearly one is the body consciousness another is the perspective from the awareness point of view right right okay uh, the best example that would be what you were giving was the bubbles again going back to the ocean or the waves going back to the ocean or bubbles just getting merged with the air in space right right so uh, while in the body the jiva is in the body mm. should we have the at least in imagination or uh, let us not imagination let us call it faith faith that there is awareness supreme awareness is there as the witness and feeling ourselves as the witness and always thinking of this body as a bubble would it be easier to realize all these three states of mind and also the other things in a better perspective does faith play the major role in the realization part faith is the is the beginning beginning stage unless you have faith you will not start your journey okay. so the faith is the one that shastrasya guruvakyasya satya buddhya avadharana what the guru is telling and what the shruti is telling like upanishad and brahma sutra gita etc telling is the reality of what is uh, what is the philosophical aspect of life talking from the higher realm of understanding rather than from the body you know usage which is called the, which is in coming under dharma shastra so dharma shastras are different and mukti sha moksha shastras are different so to have a faith in both dharma shastra to do a dharmic life and when the manashuddhi comes or the chitta shuddhi comes he will further enquire anega janma samprapta karma bandha vidahine so when it comes to that when a person come maturity comes in that feeling that i am why i'm keeping on doing this but there's no end to it who am i or why am i doing that questions when starts coming then he turned towards the shastra moksha shastras in both the moksha shastras and dharma shastras faith is the the kindergarten or the beginning step for that Oh. yes okay sir uh, what i wanted to uh, tell you is that it is better to feel that everything is bubbled out of that supreme awareness 
would make the path of meditation or the path of this uh, uh, feeling the witness uh, make it easier yes that's what the, it will definitely help yes arvindo ji thank you very much namaste uh, yes narendra sir wait just a ptr order will go the narendra has come before that just me yeah namaste yes, arvindo ji yeah namaste narendra uh, so i have one question so we have the old scripture right buddhi karma anusari so can you explain uh, that uh, the 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 concept behind that one buddhi karma anusari sik buddhi basically here stands for the antakarana mm-hmm. now antakarana he has a tendency based on the vasanas in which it will function the vasanas are nothing but impressions or the you know culture it has developed in the previous over a period of time okay. that culture is developed from the karma what karma you are doing what type of karmas are you are doing will give you a culture because that is what molds the you know nature of the buddhi vatandakarna so that is why the bhagavad gita if you are looking at it starting with what dharma says ah karma yoga then karma sanyasa then yeah. bhakti yoga yeah. then jnana yoga yeah, that jnana. these are all the stages in which it is being uh, described in, in the prescribed in the sense that to develop the mind into a state where you know it has got chitta shuddhi or the you know less attraction towards the world outside mm-hmm. and more towards knowing who you are can come only when the mind is more in a in introspection mode for that introspection mode the mind may get to be trained by the karmas so karma when it becomes detached from the fruit of result then it becomes karma sanyasa and when karma sanyasa is saying then mind has a tendency to go way wayside or wandering as here and there right not to allow the mind to go here and there is the bhakti yoga is said that you know mm-hmm. so by you are more devoted and you are doing shastra utta karmas and when you are doing the shastra utta karma mm-hmm. your chitta shuddhi gets purer and purer and then the shastra works you will develop a faith in it which ganesh was telling that when the mm-hmm. faith comes then the shastrasya guru vakyasya satya buddhi happens uh, that the truth is being told by for my benefit then you will start the track tracking that path of shastra thank you arjuna but uh, how do we develop that kind of buddhi in day to day activities like you know daily daily process right so we go through lot of you know um just struggles and uh, a lot of things going on in everyday activities right how do we develop yes. those things you know uh, in order to overcome these uh, we should we should know that there is a niyanta there is a controller of whole thing ishana bhuta bhavya cha adya swaha the one who is controlling everything is the one who is controlling everything i am not a one person who is in control of the thing i am only an instrument 
for the life to survive in the world i because that the selfishness when it is predominant mm-hmm. we will think that we have the control over the things and we have desires we have expectation out of the world and then we try to change the nature of things by you know my trying putting our force which we call it as free will to change things but free will is also a a blessing if you have a, been able to have a free will which is good for you but if your free will is to destroy the world mm-hmm. then you are going against the nature no right so so that the whole thing will break down into if you look at it it, it is the selfishness which is the root cause of all the problem when you when you understand that each one of the creation in the world mm-hmm. is a part of a total picture or a total system which is being created and run by a, a intelligent which is much more than my intelligence mm-hmm. then you surrender to that intelligence say that i am only an instrument in the operation then you leave your selfishness and self aggrandizing or self accumulating attitude mm-hmm. to more in the form of a devotion the devotion in action itself is samatvam yoga uchchade that yoga karma sukhausalam which bhagavad gita says yes sir then when the, your action becomes a devo action of devotion for the purpose of the nature the totality of the universe there is no selfishness it your mind becomes purer and pure thank you arvind ji yeah now i got clear just a quick point if i may um i think i'm not a moderator though but uh, i think the discussion should be limited to what was presented and not into generic uh, spiritual discussions i i feel but it's up to the moderators thank you yes vikas you have got a question uh, namaste arvind ji uh, namaste vikas yeah arvind ji my question was more over generic question like if we are going to start a new room then i can ask yeah. there or yep. but once that upanishad related we are saving the recording that oh, is why sir arvind ji thank you yeah yes gagan you have a question Oh, Shiva is there. Shiva, any question? Okay, Gagan, you can go ahead. Hi. Yeah, so, Dhanyavad. Dhanyavad. Kathopanishad, in Kathopanishad, Nachiketa goes to Yama, right? So, why is... yama being uh, uh, devta of uh, death uh, also the devta of dharma why is that that is my uh, question is it related to i mean is dharma and uh, are these two phenomena connected uh, dharma and death are connected very much connected oh. because in the sense that dharma is the one which decides what is your karma and its effect if your karma actions are dharmic your karmas are toward the purer side if you are doing adharmic actions you are doing to the 
uh, what you call in the to the negative papa karmas are doing you so your your karmas are generating more papa so based on papa or punya this is not in the upanishads part i am talking about generally yama and dharmaraja is being considered as the same it is not part of the kartupanishad even though yama is there so based on as per the puranas what is to be done with that individual when he leaves his body whether he should go to swarga naraka or whether he should go to which yoni after rebirth and all those things is controlled by the yamaraja who is also knows what is the dharma and the dharma who is measures also so both are being in the same department as per okay. the puranas dhanyawad shiva any questions you i saw you unmuted yeah namaskaram uh, uh, namaskar uh swami i just wanted to ask one question i don't think it's related to this topic uh, but uh, uh, see whenever we pursue path we will find the um, outcome out of it right if we are earning money we will be looking for uh, comfort and uh, uh, our needs are getting fulfilled so similarly when we do this a uh, spiritual practice everyone would aim for the inner happiness right so uh so the, the knowledge which we are getting now um uh, and even after the after we sit and meditate after uh, for some time there is no inner happiness uh, which is uh, Uh, experienced so all this knowledge uh, which we are discussing right now is it really helpful for the um, experiential happiness there you should understand one thing if you are talking about worldly happiness the worldly actions are the one which decides about the worldly happiness but if you are looking for an inner happiness and a permanent happiness which is always there inside you which is never taken away from you that happiness is your nature to know that happiness these scriptures and study of that will give you methodology as what you are not because nobody has to tell you who what you are because you are that so there is no need of telling what you are but the scriptures are telling what you are not which you which we are all thinking that what we are till now is the body the mind the intellect or the you know things we possess own and things like that is what we are we are a human being male female all those things but is that is not the reality of our true nature so the shastra tells us what is our real nature and when you know who you are really then you should peace of mind and you don't need to know or that what in the words of shankaracharya is a krutakrityata you feel that you have done everything in life you don't have to do anything because there is nothing more desirable than knowing you oneself and there is nothing greater joy than the joy of oneself 
which is which can be brought from the world outside because the outside happiness are all depending upon the objects which are all created and perishable whatever be the highest of the highest of the happiness also becomes insignificant in front of a, a person who is dying with all the money he can buy he cannot buy life he has to face death so at that time at that of this this you don't have to go to that stage to know who you are by seeing others suffer you know the famous english saying the wise people learn from things but the wiser people learn from others so when we know others are incapable of buying what they want from this world with all the money they have definitely the nothing in the world can satisfy that absolute happiness so knowing oneself is the one which is the ultimate happiness how do you know that you are the ultimate happiness you every night when you go when you abandon including the feel that i am the body or i am so and so that is the happiest moment of our life in the in every day in the deepest of the deepest sleep then we do not have anything and if you don't get that deep sleep you know how miserable you will be in the morning i did not get a good sleep you know that so you know where the happiness is there within you it is from our experience we are saying our nature is happiness so the shastra helps us to know that okay sami you just now have pointed that uh, the, during our deep sleep state whenever we return out of it we feel so much shanti right which is experientially aware to each and every one here but how can that be uh, the utmost happiness which scriptures are pointing out the see the thing is that it is everybody's experience and it is not depend upon anything outside what is depending outside will have time time and space as a constraint you may not get at the right time or you may not get at the right right place whereas this is never never outside of you so the happiness which you when you and you when that was the only time when you were not having the space and timing as a concept or as an experience with for ourselves so when the time and space which was limit which is limiting the happiness every everything other than our own nature when it was not there we had a happiness or we had a state where there was the in fact in the terms of shastra what shastra says the ultimate happiness is niratishaya sukham niratishaya sukham means what is there is nothing to compare with that see when our to compare happiness from you know the measure of happiness either by size or time or space or location but ever there is no comparison what is that type of happiness you can know only when you are in a deep sleep because the moment you are awake you have time space and location limiting your every every idea of happiness so that is what is limiting us 
So that limitlessness can come only when time and space is not there. And that is only there when we are in deep sleep. 